You are locked into Locked On Badgers. A little game recap for you here Wednesday early afternoon as we get set to talk Wisconsin, Nebraska, everything that happened in it. My name is Asher Lowe. I'm the sports director at WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. I'm also a contributor at BadgerBlitz.com and a play-by-play broadcaster for many Badger sports, including basketball, including football, softball. Man, softball season's coming up. I cannot wait for that. I actually saw on Instagram today that they they posted a, like, uh, they're like doing softball. It was like day one of softball practice for the for this semester. So one day closer to softball season. If you haven't checked out Wisconsin softball ever, if you haven't been to a game, I highly recommend going to Goodman. It's down near the uh, like the Wisconsin uh, hospital area, and I highly recommend getting out to a game at Goodman if you've never have. It is an awesome experience. I love calling those games. Obviously, at this school we don't have baseball, which is it just kills me, and I'm sure it kills some of you guys too that we don't have a baseball team, but. Softball is a great uh, secondary thing to have. You know, when you have a baseball team, it's just as good, literally, to have this softball team. And we're also really, really good. So definitely check us out at Goodman. I'm really excited for softball season to start. But this isn't a softball show. This is primarily a basketball and football podcast right here on the Locked On Badgers podcast, where I bring you the inside student perspective every single day, Monday through Friday, filled with stats, special guests, and all things Badger Sports, make sure you listen to us. You follow us for free on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and you can play Locked on Badgers on your smart speakers by saying play podcast, Locked on Badgers. So Nebraska and Wisconsin, yesterday at the Kohl Center last night, it was a late 8 p.m. tip. I'm going to start off with this. We need a better environment at the Kohl Center. I've seen this on Twitter, and everyone that's saying it is absolutely right. We need to turn this into, you know, like Mackey Arena at Purdue or like, uh, you know, even the rack at Rutgers as an amazing environment. And I think that's it, it's a few things that have contributed to the environment not being where I think it could be in terms of how loud it is, how wild it is, how much teams are really intimidated to come into the Kohl Center. Yes, Wisconsin wins all the time at the Kohl Center over the years. They've been amazing at home. I want it to be loud in there. But it's not. It's just not at the level I think it could be. And so it starts with the students and where they're sitting. And, I, and the reason... So the students are sitting right now behind the basket and they're really high up and you know I I just it hurts the environment because to have the max loudness to have the max environment you need the students on the sidelines right up against the action on the sidelines if you watch a game at Cameron Indoor Stadium when you watch Duke play the reason the Cameron crazies are so crazy is because they can be right on top of the game right on the sidelines front row you see them waving their hands out at, at inbounders when an opposing team's amounting the ball, all that stuff is because they're in the right place in the arena. And the reason that Wisconsin students aren't in sideline seats is because of money. Because boosters want the best seats, and the best seats are right on the court, courtside, sideline. I get it. But I think Wisconsin should really reconsider this. I think Wisconsin should reconsider where the students are placed and possibly move the student section to right there on the sideline, Maybe right behind the Wisconsin bench areas, and man, it'd be it'd be a lot more lit in there. I can tell you right now, if the students were on top of the action instead of so high up and behind the basket, kind of far away. So that's one thing I think could help. Otherwise, you know, that's that's the number one thing I think could help. But let's just let's just create a really strong environment in there, right? Let's just let's just go nuts all the time. I really want a a just a loud environment in in the coal center and I think it starts with students obviously it always does but students have to show up first of all and then they have to hopefully be sitting in the right areas 
But even with the area they're in now, that we're put in now as students, let's get it going. Like let's let's hype it up. Let's hype it up. So hopefully we see some bigger environments as better teams come into the Cole Center, like the Michigan State game in a couple weeks that I think could be the best environment of the season. Back to this game, after my sidetrack note. Wisconsin 82, Nebraska 68. I said this would be a lot closer than I th- than most people thought it would be. And honestly, the entire first half, it was exactly as I thought it would go. The pace was too fast for Wisconsin's liking. Nebraska was getting out and running. Deshaun Burke was incredible in this game. 10 of 14, had 20 points, but in the first half alone was 6 for 7 from the field. And those were all basically layups that he just beat his man, whether it was Brad Davison, whether it was Tyler Wall, beat his man to the rim and got layups. Nebraska has offensive talent. I think we saw that yesterday. But man, in that second half, Wisconsin shot the lights out. Even in the first half, actually. But this entire game, Wisconsin shot the lights out and set a program record 18 made threes. In this game, 18 of 34. So 34 attempted threes, 12 more attempted threes than Nebraska attempted. The most attempted threes Wisconsin has had in a game this year, 34. And 18 makes, I mean, hey, when it's going, it's going. And it came from literally a variety as 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 various as it gets in terms of who made the threes. Every single player on the Wisconsin roster that played outside of the last 47 seconds when uh, the deep bench five got in, of the rotational players that played, of the nine guys, eight made a three. And even more impressive than that, I think, is that there were two Badger players with four made threes, one Badger player with three made threes, and two Badger players with two made threes. So five players with multiple three-pointers made in this game. That's unheard of for Wisconsin basketball. Brevin Pritzel, no surprise, had four made threes. Brad had four, including three in a row at the beginning of that second half. Went on like a 9-0 run by himself. And the beginning of that second half is where the game turned. Wisconsin went on a, a quick run right out of the gate. It was 39-38 at halftime. Nebraska had hung around, hung around, made a run, made a run. But then right when you thought Wisconsin was going to pull away again, man, Nebraska came back with Kevin Cross, who is a freshman that Fred Hoiberg said after the game, you know, he's capable. He's capable. He's got a lot of talent all around the ball in terms of, you know, he can put it on the floor. He can hit deep threes, which he hit three of them in this game. Uh, he can get to the rim. So he he's an all-around offensive talent. And he finished with 17 Average is only seven on the year. So that was that was big for Nebraska, and that really lifted them. They got it to within five at one point. But every time Nebraska made a counter run, Wisconsin would counter that. And at the end of the day, Wisconsin has more talent, more size, more athleticism than this Nebraska team that's made up of mostly transfers and a lot of freshmen. So, you know, was it an impressive win? Not really. And Greg Gard really, really harped on how bad the defense was in the first half. I'm going to play you a clip, actually. Uh, after the break, the first break of Greg Gard talking about the defense in the first half because he was not happy with it at all. And I totally agree with him. Micah Potter had to sit because of defensive issues once again. Micah Potter didn't miss in this game. It was two for two from three, nine points in just 13 minutes, but had defensive issues that forced him to sit. And in this game, I really saw his issues on defense firsthand. I mean, it was obvious that he was really struggling out there to guard one-on-one. And so fair decision to me to only play Micah 13 minutes. Of course, Nate Reavers only played 18 minutes, but that's because of the two fouls he picked up uh, with about six minutes to go in the first half where he had to sit the rest of that half. And then came back and had a really, really good rhythm established in that beginning of the second half period where Wisconsin really pulled away. Two guys I want to highlight who I've been hard on, who had really, really good games. 
One especially, Aleem Ford had a big game. And the stat the stats don't really show it. Eight total points, four rebounds. But he hit a huge three. He had a couple massive stops. Right in Wisconsin, it was 66-61. The lead was back down to five. Nebraska could have really kept putting the pressure on Wisconsin. And of course, all the pressures on the home team that's the better team that's expected to win the game. Aleem Ford came back and hit a massive three to get the lead back to eight. And since then, after that point, when it was 69-61, Nebraska never... Nebraska actually only scored 68 points in the entire game. So Nebraska never got to 69. Uh, But it was 69-61, and then Wisconsin pulled away rather easily. So Aleem Ford hit the biggest shot of the game. Really just a momentum shifter after Nebraska made a run. Give a lot of credit to him. Also, Demetri Trice, who did a really good job defensively on very quick guards. And Cam Mack, who was only 5 for 15. Credit Demetri Trice for a lot of those misses. Also had 10 rebounds, so he was getting up and getting aggressive, had the most rebounds on the Badger team. If I told you before the game that Demetri Trice would have more rebounds than Micah Potter and Nate Reavers combined, you'd probably laugh at me, but that's exactly what happened. So shout out to Demetri Trice, a double-double for him, 11-10, and 10, doing other things. He also had seven assists, was three assists away from a triple-double, so I mean, come on. But when he can do other things, and I've talked about it on this show, what else can he give you when his shot's not going in? And a shot was going in, by the way. He was 3 for 4 from 3 in this game. But he gave Wisconsin an added element. An added element of strong defense, of rebounding, and of playmaking. So shout out those two. Two guys that have struggled at times this year. Especially Aleem Ford. I think this could be a big confidence boost for him. We saw what the Maryland game did for Brad. I think he's looked like a, a better player since then. Since the end of that game and that crazy sequence. So we'll see if Aleem Ford can have that same effect going forward. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So I mentioned the defensive effort in the first half. Greg Rod was not happy with it. Here's what he had to say post game in the press conference. Uh, I was a little upset. We just, uh, you know, we got stretched out, um, which is credit to them because you're cognizant of where the three point shooters are. A couple times we had mistakes right away. We went under the first three that 34 hit. We went under the screen. Um, we didn't exchange on one of them. We exchanged, but two guys went with the ball. And we had to give up a, a layup. So we just had some miscommunication issues. Um, and then we did a poor job, I thought, of stopping the ball at times. And um, we're either too low on the ball screen. I didn't stop it when it did come. Um, Got spun around on a three in front of our bench twice in a row. Um, so there's just some things that needed to be straightened out and, and refocused on that end of the floor because that was going to be the knowing that how they score. Um, you can't get caught up in the what is going to happen for us offensively because you're going to get open looks with how they play. And uh, the defensive end, we needed to tighten the belt a little bit, which we did second half. That we were much better. You know, I would also say that in listening to the players talk about it, 
that Greg Gard gave him a piece of his mind at the at the halftime speech because they were kind of laughing about it when when we asked when the media asked about you know how was Coach feeling about that? How was Coach feeling about that first half defense? And Richard Trice kind of like looked at Nate and he was like, uh, it wasn't great. So I have a feeling that Greg Gard gave him a piece of their a piece of his mind at halftime. Really kind of dug into these guys defensively and hey. Paid off, you know. Wisconsin in the second half, holding with Nebraska, excuse me, to thirty points after giving up thirty-eight in the first half, and of course they ran away with it a little bit. So the game was never really that close in the second half. You never felt like Wisconsin could lose it. Where in the first half, I was, I was really wondering, you know, hey, Wisconsin can lose this game, and I, I picked Nebraska to cover the spread. A wild story about what happened with this minus fifteen and this spread coming up in just a second. If you were watching the end of the game, you saw this. But man, Vegas gamblers on this game had a wild experience. I'll tell you about that in just a second. So this game is rule number one of why gambling on sports is a lot of luck. Yes, it can be some skill, but it's a lot of luck. Let me tell you what happened. It's 82-66. The spread at most places that I saw online on ESPN and whatnot was minus 15. Wisconsin leads 82-64, actually, up 18 with a minute and four seconds left. Samad Kowi fouls Wager Ogo with 45 seconds left. It's 82-66. So Wisconsin's up 16. The spread is 15. Meaning Wisconsin has to win by more than 15 points for Wisconsin betters to cash. It's 82-66. Carter Higginbottom, remember the, all, the, all the bench guys are in. Higginbottom misses a shot. Nebraska comes back the other way. Easily misses a shot. Gervais Green gets an offensive rebound. Misses a shot with six seconds left. The ball bounces around. Finds Thorbjornison with three seconds left. And he's fouled by Samad Kowi. Oh, man. Thorbjornison goes to the line. Makes both free throws. It ends a 14-point deficit. And Nebraska betters cash. Oh, Samad. I love Samad Kui. Like He's an amazing story. He's the best story in this team. But man, if you were a Wisconsin better last night, you weren't too happy with him. But hey, who cares? Wisconsin got the win. That's all that really matters. This is Locked On Badgers Monday through Friday. And, you know, this game on Friday against Purdue, I think, is a, a real kind of, could be a season shifter for Wisconsin. The guys were talking about it post-game. And Nate was talking about how, hey, we got... Killed by Purdue my freshman year. I remember going in there to Mackey and getting just smacked at Purdue. So he, it was kind of fresh in his mind still. Like he, he had that in his mind. And, you know, hey, this Wisconsin team can win at Purdue. We just saw Illinois, by the way. If you're following Big Ten scores, Illinois just beat Purdue by double digits on the road. So impressive stuff from the Fighting Illini, a team that also beat Wisconsin on the road. So Road Warriors, but hey, Wisconsin can go in and beat this Purdue team. In fact, they're a much better basketball team. The issue, though, of course, is how the Big Ten teams have fared on the road. We'll see if Wisconsin can put that narrative to bed and get a win on Friday. We'll have all of that for you on Friday's show. That'll be up Friday morning, previewing the Wisconsin-Purdue game. Also of note, on Saturday, I'm going to be recording an episode with Locked on Hawkeyes and a little crossover action. Can't wait for that. That's going to be previewing Wisconsin and Iowa, which is Wisconsin's next game after the Purdue game next week. So the first game next week, we'll be previewing that with Locked On Hawkeyes. Stay with us Monday through Friday on Locked On Badgers. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Badgers and follow me at ALOW underscore 33. Tell me uh, 
why I'm wrong, why I'm right. Just talk to you about Wisconsin sports. I'm always wanting to talk about Wisconsin basketball, especially during this time of year. It's January. It's almost March, a couple months away. The madness has already begun, though, in the Big Ten Conference. Stay with us on Lockdown Badgers all week, all year on Wisconsin.